Well, hello there. It is so good to be back with you again. I love the topic that we've been speaking about this week. I look forward to next week as God begins to unfold more information about the language of heaven. Yes, the language of heaven and God does have a language of heaven. And so I'm excited to share with you what God has uploaded in my spirit. We're looking at Hebrew 11 and we started at verse 1 talking about now faith is the substance of things hoped for and it's the evidence of things not seen. Everything that we see manifests in the spiritual realm first. It's a thought. It's an idea. It's the imagination. I've been meaning to say this to you that God gave us an imagination to dream with. You know, and so use the canvas of your imagination this weekend, this week, next week, every single day to create new ideas and new strategies. It's not just the other person. Guess what? You are that other person to somebody else. So be that somebody else and allow God to use your creative imagination to design and create things. Maybe you're the one that may come up with a solution for the challenge because he's going to give it to us prophet. He's going to give it to his people, the solution for what we need. So use the canvas of your imagination. Every painter every architect, they saw it in the spirit realm first. And then they began to draw it out. In the book of Habakkuk, what does it say? Write the vision down. Write it down. Get the vision in your spirit on the canvas of your imagination and write it down. So faith is now. It's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So we've been talking about those who have operated in faith. Yesterday we talked about, who can tell me who we talked about? We talked about Cain and Abel, amen, and how God accepted one offering over the other and the one brother was upset because God did not accept his offering. And so his continent had dropped and he had an attitude. And remember I said, your attitude will determine your altitude, how high you will go in the things of God. So I want to encourage you, learn how to abase and learn how to abound. In this time that we're in right now, find the joy deep down in your soul. Begin to go around your house and sing and dance and rejoice and say, enemy, look, I see what you're doing. But I'm not going to stop praising my God. I'm still going to sing and rejoice in his presence. You don't have to do it out in front. You can do it out to encourage other people. That's good. But what you do behind closed door will be evident by what people see on the outward of who you are and what you do. Amen. And so today we're going to look at Hebrew 11. We're still in the book of Hebrew, the Hall of Faith. Um, Hebrew, and we're going to look at Enoch. Now, Enoch, I have to tell you, is deep. Okay? He's so deep that they wouldn't allow his, his book. There is a book called the Book of Enoch, but they would not allow it in the Bible because they said there were some discrepancies about it. So they would not put it in. I would encourage you to read it. Not to 
you know, I'm not trying to pull you away from the Word of God, those that says the undisputable Word of God, but I was a bit curious to find out why they would not put the book of Enoch amongst the Word of God. And the reason why I say that is because as we read, we'll see that Enoch walked with God. My God. And so either Enoch was or he wasn't. And so here's a man who walked with God. Why would you not want to hear the wisdom and the knowledge that he obtained when he walked with God? Okay, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. But if you get a chance, just read it for information. You know, weigh it out. Seek the Lord. Ask God about it. Say And allow the Holy Spirit in your life to filter out that which is not of him. Amen? And so there's a book of Enoch. And so in Hebrew 11.5, it says, by faith. Remember, we're talking about faith. It says, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. My God. You know, you can have a relationship with God to the point where you don't see death. And was not found because God had taken him. As for before he was taken, he had this testimony. You, How many of you know we overcome by the blood of the Lamb? Mm, 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 mm. And by the words of our testimony. Do you have a testimony of faith? Do you have a testimony about what God has done, what he's doing, and what you are in great expectation of him doing? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So it means you're hoping for it. You don't have the tangible evidence of what it is at this moment. But guess what? It will happen. It will manifest. You know, I want to say, you know, our, our um, internet lines all over is overloaded because there's so many people that are on the internet. And so, you know, hopefully this will come out clear. I believe one day it didn't come out as clear as it has been. And so I want to encourage you, call somebody up or, or tap into someone, start a watch party, and let them get this while they can get it. Because while they may have heard this word before, I tell you, there's an anointing upon this word to activate and to stir up your faith in God. So that you can believe God right where you are. Amen. You. He said he will pour out his spirit on his sons and his daughters. Are you not a son? Are you not a daughter? Guess what? He has poured his spirit out on you. Okay. Let me continue to, to read. So verse 6. Oh, he had a testimony. And his testimony was he pleased God. You have to take a pause right there. He pleased God. That was his testimony. And so I encourage you to let your life, let your thoughts, let your actions, let your marriage, let your, your life, let your children please God. And so the work will tell us how, how we please God. And so that was his testimony. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. See, without the blood, there's no remission of sin. That's what happened with um, Cain and Abel, one brother gave an offering to the Lord where there was no bloodshed. And there has to be blood for blood. And it wasn't until Jesus Christ died upon the cross and shed his blood 
that we were redeemed from the curse. Where did the curse come in? It came in from Adam and Eve. And so it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. You can't please God if you're not operating in faith. Now there's a difference between faith, foolishness, and presumption. So you really have to get in and study the word of God and say, God, am I really operating in faith? Faith is not doing things that are stupid. Oh, I'm believing, I'm trusting God. Well, guess what? You can make a mistake and think you're operating in faith, but you're actually operating in foolishness and presumption. Ask me how to know. I've done it. I've been there. And so you really have to be careful, but God will teach you how to operate in faith. And it says, um, verse 6, I started over again. It says, but without it, but without it, but without it, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. It starts out by believing in God. It, you know, the God you don't see, you see evidence of him. You see the stars, you see the moons, you see the different galaxies, you see evidence that there is a God. You look in the mirror at yourself and say, my God, there is a God. You say there is a God. When you know that he is healed, you see the evidence, but you don't see him. So you have to believe. And if you don't see it, you have to believe. You have to trust. You must have faith that he is, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek after him. My God. So if you need rewards in your life, you don't do it for the reward, but that's part of the, what they call the French benefits. It's the benefits of believing and trusting in God and having faith in that which you don't see. You see the evidence like the wind. You don't see the wind, but you see the evidence of the wind when it is blowing. And he is a rewarder of those that diligently, consistently, unmovable, unstoppable seek the Lord. That doesn't mean your pastor seeking God for you. That doesn't mean your mama seeking God. And that doesn't mean your grandmother seeking God. But I want to tell you, parents, raise up your children while they are yet young so when they get older, they won't depart. They'll remember, I saw my mama on her knees. And if it worked for her, let me fall on my knees. Let me have the ministry of carpet. Let me have the ministry of knees. Get it on your knee and praying and believing and trusting God. We cannot become enablers where we don't allow people to go to God for themselves. Our job, our job as believers, our job as ministers is to edify, to comfort, and to build people up. Not to trust in you. You are not their God. You have to point them to the door. See, as a witness, when you look at that word witness in the Hebrew, it means point to the door. Who is the door? The door is Jesus Christ. So we must, we must point to the door. And that means sometimes we must say no. 
when people come to you and they have a need, now I know we're supposed to help people in the time of need, but sometimes we handicap people by giving them, giving them, giving them. And when we need to teach them how to learn how to trust in God. Mm -mm -mm. So he is a reward of all those that diligently seek after him. Are you diligently seeking after him? Take advantage of this time that we have where we're supposed to be in the house behind closed doors and only going out for the necessity. Take this time and diligently seek time. Seek, sit before the Lord in his presence. Listen to him. Don't be so quick to run off with the mouth. God this and God why does this happen? Give me a word. Everybody got a word. Everybody got a word. Listen to this prophet, that prophet. Guess what? God can speak to you. He can speak to you and guess what? He said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. So are you listening to the voice of God? Diligently seek after him. Get in your word and read and study. I, I gave you something that in the beginning that you could really get in and study, you know, here it says, Enoch was taken away and did not see death. That he walked with God. If you have a man who walked with God, why on God's green earth would you not want to hear what he had to say? Woo! Anything, we know the word of God is the inspired word of God, of the Holy Spirit. But who decided what to put in and what not to put in? My God. Don't, don't text me. Don't text me and say, how can you dispute the people who wrote? Guess what? Commentaries in the Bible are just that. Commentaries written of men. Matter of fact, you can write your own commentary. Now, whether people are reading or not, but you can write your own commentary. Okay, let me move on. And so Proverbs 16 and 7, it says, When a man's ways pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. If, if there's uproar, if there's chaos in your life, guess what? Stand on this word. It says, if a man, that means a woman, as well, if a man's ways pleases God, he will make even his enemy, my God, he will make his enemy to be at peace. And let me tell you, we need peace today. Where there is no peace, there's total chaos. There's total chaos in our society right now. There's total chaos. And so we need the peace of God. Shalom, shalom. And the peace of God is what destroys the chaos of the enemy. My God. Sickness, that means that there's no peace in that person's body. Person, people who have mental issues, there's no peace in their mind. We need to speak peace. There are times when I pray for individuals that I just, I, I, I don't go into a long dissertation. I just release peace into their life. I command every organ, every tissue, every muscle in their body to obey the word of peace. Remember, we talk about Jesus is the Prince of Peace my God. And when you release the Prince of Peace, he destroys the chaos of the enemy. And, and so let's get back to Enoch. I kind of got off track there. This is getting good to me. Amen. And so we talk about Enoch who walked with God and because he walked with God, um, God just took him. God just
just took them. But I want to say this, especially for those who are late bloomers, that Enoch didn't start walking with God until he was about 65. And so guess what? You're never too seasoned. You're never too much in the autumn years of your life that you cannot serve God. We see Enoch didn't start until he was 65. He had a family. He had children. And after he had those children, it says that he walked with God. My God. Now, here's another thing that you can do some research on, which I thought was very powerful. In Genesis 5, 23 and 24, and it says, All the days of Enoch were 365 years. Wow. 365 years. That brother, he, he, was, he was up there. I don't know of anyone. We are amazed when we see people and they have the birthday parties of the senior citizens and they show them on TV when they live 110 years, 115 years. But my God, Enoch lived till he was 365 years young. And I'm going to say young because there were those who lived even longer. Wow. He lived a long life, 365. And when I heard that, I said, wow. And I've seen that before, but when I heard it, it's like, hmm, that's one day for every, uh, that's one year for every day in a year for us. We have, what, 365 days in a year? I said, what? oh, wow. I said, God, is that something prophetic there to be released amongst the people? You know, we'll get into that a little bit later. And so I want to read again. Is it Romans 8.8? Um, 8? So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. If you're operating in the flesh, you can't please God. So my dear friends, my dear brothers and sisters, <clears throat> excuse me, it is important that we walk in faith. It is important that our ways please God. He said acknowledge him in all of our ways and, 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 and we will please God if we do that. And it says but we are not in the flesh but in the spirit. We are spiritual beings. And so we need to operate in the spirit. We need to acknowledge God. If so that the Spirit of God dwells in you, it dwells in you. And so we need to operate in the Spirit realm. And guess what? And we need to speak the language of heaven. What is the language of heaven? My God, the language of heaven is faith. I encourage you to learn to speak the language of heaven, faith. Believe and trust God. Remember that faith is now, not tomorrow, not next week, but right now. Begin to decree those things that are not as though they were. Stop confessing what they are confessing on the news. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Guess what? Counteract it and say, no, it's going to get better. You've been praying. Don't just say what they said. Say what the Word of God says. It's going to get better because I have prayed. And I know when I pray, God answers my prayers. My God, I love you today. I will be back with you on Monday. And we will resume this. We may get a little bit more into Enoch. 
And so do some research. Get in there and study. Remember that Jesus is Lord. I love you. And the language this week is the language of faith. God bless. Do something good for someone. Remember that Jesus is Lord. Amen. God bless.